Welcome to the CCF Iowa podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. This week we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite movies, Arrival. Now, if you're wondering about this movie, first of all, there, this is going to be a very spoiler-heavy, as all of Real Talk happens to be. Uh, and this being one of my favorite movies of all time, I would really recommend that you give this movie a, a shot. You you go ahead and try to, to watch this movie before uh, listening to this in full, because a there's just something really special about this movie. So, there's your spoiler warning. Now that you've proceeded past here, uh, Arrival is really a movie that has to deal with uh, with communication and with um, a time and with secrets, ultimately. And secrets is the one that we're going to be focusing on today because um, Arrival is one of those really interesting movies that uh, it's, it's about aliens, but really it's a linguistic movie. Uh, speech pattern and communication is the primary... Um, plot develop device of this movie so it's just a really interesting um concept so there's a there's a website out there called postsecret.com and uh, the president a founder of that company frank warren uh or that website frank warren uh, says that secrets can take many forms they can be shocking or silly or soulful they can connect us to our deepest humanity or with people that we'll never meet now, I wish I had Frank Warren's view on secrets because Frank sees secrets in a pos- positive way. Secrets of being something that is uh, something that somebody else does that they're just afraid to admit a quirk to one another. But in the video that I watched with Frank, he doesn't really talk about some of the hard secrets, secrets that we carry. The secrets of I cheated on my husband or the secrets of I've been struggling with this addiction for 10 plus years. And this is the kind of secret that we see in Arrival. So, give you a, a quick refresher or a synopsis of what this movie is about. So, um, this whole movie takes place, we we see uh, in periods, we see flashbacks of our main character, Amy Adams. Uh, her, uh, she has a child, and we don't really see a father around, but we see this child get sicker and sicker and sicker, and eventually the child dies at a young age. And... We see these these flashbacks kind of spread periodically throughout the movie. The Amy Adams, her profession is she's a professor of linguistics. And so she's called to go to this alien drop site to try to communicate with these creatures. There's uh, something like 13, they call them heptopods, that fall in uh, into the Earth's atmosphere and land near the ground. And then they are trying to communicate with the humans. And so um, they bring Amy Adams to the U.S. site, which is out in Montana, uh, to try to communicate with those those creatures. And the reason why the aliens come, by the end of the movie, we realize that the aliens want to stop Earth, the people of Earth, from fighting with each other because in the near future, the aliens will need our help uh, fighting their war, but we are ultimately a useless ally, divided. Uh, and the way that this is revealed is just incredibly special. See, and the way that the that Amy Adams problem solves in in this movie or convinces uh, the world to unite together as opposed to keep on dividing is is really special. So because of her contact and prolonged exposure and connection with these aliens, she sees and thinks in a different or in the way that they do. 
and specifically in their perception of time. So we often think of time as a linear model, a straight line from A to Z, A, B, C, D, all that happened. And so A being the creation of the world, for us Christians, you know, B would be Adam and Eve, uh, C would be the, the um, uh, Noah and the flood, and so on and so forth. Uh, eventually throughout history and then we get to the point eventually we're talking like the foundation of america and then um here we are in 2020 at some point along that line from a to z but what if time were actually something else arrival asked this this question of what if time was actually circular now i believe that time is relative in the grand scheme of things but ultimately a linear format is simply how we make sense of it on earth and it just kind of makes sense for everybody to be everybody to be on the same page about something uh it would be amazing if we could all be on the same page about units of measurement or things like that but it just seems really nice that we can be able to talk about time in a unified universal way uh but i also don't think that this will look the same after we're done with Earth. I don't know uh, how how we're going to conceive of it, but I think that the only way we can make sense of time in our current state of beings and thinking is we have to think of it in a sort of linear way. But Amy Adams, of course, saves the day. Uh, she unites US and Chi the U.S. and China, which in turn unites the rest of the world because, you know, movie reasons. And... Um, <laughs> She, she does this by a process of, because she's able to see in a circular pattern, she's able to see things from both the past and the future that, that uh, relate to her present situation. So she gets in contact with one of the leaders of China, and he, uh, he tells her in the future about the way that he convinced her um, in the present of to, to stop trying to attack the aliens and the other people. And so... In the, she's seeing something in the future. He is just recounting what she said to, to him in what we perceive as the present. And she's able to convince the humans to stand down. And then the aliens have done their job. And they leave to come back in the future um, for some sort of... I don't know how we're going to help these aliens. Because, um, but, but apparently we are supposed to help them. But in the process of all this, she we realize that the flashbacks that we perceive to be flashbacks are not actually flashbacks but they're actually glimpses of this future in the same way that she sees the future of the uh, the the person in charge of of the chinese military in the way that she, that she he communicates from the pre future to the present for her in the same way those flashbacks are actually flash forwards and there's a guy that she's been working with pretty closely at the base um, and he is the father, and that that child that grows up eventually gets sick and dies, that is something that has yet to take place, but she's able to see that. Now, when the child is diagnosed with the sickness, she eventually tells the child, uh, Jeremy Renner, about the experience that she has, and or that she had, that she saw, and he walks out on the two of them. Now, here's where things get complicated. We have to ask the question, is he wrong for walking out on the family? Because while she withheld important life-changing information, he did walk out on his wife and child. And not only that, but 
when we think of, especially if time is circular, then there there can't be necessarily a guarantee of the future. You can make your own future. One little change would have made a difference in in the future, you know, if they would have had children later, if they would have had children under different circumstances, uh, just there's a million different factors that could have made that different. But based off what we see for the movie, we're not led to believe that that is inaccurate. And the way that we see that play out, we're not led to believe that that is inaccurate. We're led to believe that the things in the future happen and time is circular and things are set in motion. Now, I don't know, I don't think that allows for, or that doesn't negate the possibility of flexibility, but I do think that we're led to believe that she herself can perceive at least her future. Now, if we, if we ask the question, was he wrong? We also have to ask the question, was she wrong? Because he, was he wrong is a lot different of a case, right? Because there's, there's this secret that happened that she withheld from him, from him. And because of that, he has to watch his child get sick and die. But he never had the foreknowledge of any of that. And so we have to ask the question, was she wrong? And there's a much bigger case to be made about this because she knew before they even started dating of what exactly what was going to happen. And eventually at some point she could have seen that things aren't, looking any different than her glimpses of the future. And so why would she believe that things are going to get different? Now let's think of all the times that she could have told him before she actually did tell him. She could have told them before they started dating. Hey, by the way, if we're going through with this, you need to understand this. That would have been uh, maybe a little bit blunt, but at the same time, you know, could have been, um, you know, that could have been had that conversation could have been had um she could have done it when they had decided to have a conversation about if they wanted to have kids presumably they had that conversation before they got married because that's a wise thing to do because that's a kind of big decision and being married is a lifelong commitment and so in during that during that time where they said do they want kids maybe that would have been a good time to bring up hey you, you know how uh, I did that thing with the aliens and I saw the future and that's how I was able to help. Um, I see in the future a, a sick child. And so you just need to understand if you desire to have a child um, that this is very much a possibility of what could have gone. Because he knows that she's not going to be crazy because she he experienced her working in at their time in Montana. He knows what she went through. He knows the the intricacies of what had to go on in, in order for... Um, for her to save the world, essentially. So that could have been a time that she could have revealed that secret to him. Uh, maybe when they got married or when they got engaged, when they decided to get married, those would have been pretty opportune times to talk about that. How about when she got pregnant? How about when the child was actually born? And how about even just before the child actually got sick, as opposed to, yeah, I know, I, I know, I knew all this was coming after because she doesn't tell him until the child gets diagnosed. So how about any of these times and any of those seems pretty optimistic and or pretty at least okay time to to say this really horrible fact and you know secrets have the capacity to tear us apart and there's a big difference uh, about secrets that kind of makes the question of is it wrong to keep a secret because not all secrets necessarily hurt anybody if you keep them something as something as innocent as some of your little quirks that you have. An example that Frank Warren said on the, the video that I watched is he said that uh, he got a postcard from somebody who said that I save every voicemail that I ever get. 
just in case that person happens to die tomorrow, I still have a way of connecting that person. Well, there is nothing harmful in that secret. And part of that is it's not damaging to anybody. It's not damaging to the self or to somebody else. But secrets of this nature have the capacity to damage internally and interpersonally. So there are countless stories of people who feel this gigantic relief after coming clean about a secret, whether it's something that, that somebody has done that's sinister about you know, confessing to a crime or confessing to adultery or something like that. Uh, but even even some secrets of, of revelations of finally saying, I have trauma in my past have been immensely therapeutic and um, and really beneficial for the person. But secrets also have the capacity to destroy somebody and to destroy a community. And especially a secret that has more to do with just the self. Because it's one thing for Amy Adams' character to go through with all this and be willing to face the fact that she's, if she's going to get pregnant and they're going to have a kid, then that child's going to get sick and it's going to die. But without letting her husband in on the secret, now all of a sudden she is bringing him into a situation he didn't necessarily sign up for. And again, this kind of comes back to that, well, he did sign up for it because that's always a possibility when having a kid. And so that's a little bit more in her favor. And here's what I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to tell you which side you should be on. I'm trying to get you to ask, at what point has a secret gone too far? At what point... Is a secret actually corruptible? Is a secret actually destructive to the self or to the community? Now, I think there's a couple of factors we have to look into that that we can already see from the example. First of all, is this a secret that is just uh, focused on you? Or is this a, a secret that is focused on others? Because that plays a big part in it. What process have you been going through to try to fix said secret? You know, if it's, I had uh, an affair, but we've been working on marriage counseling together and I mean that's still a big secret to kind of keep for yourself but you know I I have depression but I'm going to see a counselor now and I think somebody needs to know about that or whatever your secret happens to be you know at what point has a secret gone too far because not all secrets are inherently bad but secrets have the capacity to be the most destructive thing and to some degree, I think something like a secret, especially of this capacity, has has the capability of being a sin, of being something that is is not right upon uh, the eyes of God. And so, again, my my goal with these real talk podcasts is not to get you to to think the same way that I do about a particular topic to, to say who is wrong and at what point are they wrong or to say that nobody is wrong in the situation but I want you to get thinking concretely about some of these real life problems and secrets is going to be something that you encounter in your life and secrets are things that that need to be dealt with so what are the secrets that you have that are damaging and what can you do about them today to fix them. And if you don't have secrets or if you don't have any harmful secrets or if you've been very open, what can you do um, to make sure that you don't have any damaging secrets or you know how to take care of them? Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. If you have any questions about what you heard or any interest in learning more about CCF in Iowa, then please email us at ccf.uiowa at gmail.com and we would love to get you connected.